Well, good morning, Epiphany. I'm coming to you this morning uh, yet again because I've you know been doing these devotions and uh, we've been doing more of these things over the last few months because of the lockdown. And I'm coming to you yet again uh, tired. And I would imagine there's a good number of you that are feeling the same way. I'm tired of, of looking at the news and seeing constant uh, panic and fear. I'm tired of the lockdown. I'm tired of, you know, going on three months now and just just barely starting to get to the point where we can even discuss sort of opening up in the city and then seeing what's broken out over the last couple of days with rioting and uh, some looting taking place in the city. I'm, I'm, I'm really tired of it. I'm tired of injustice. I'm tired of seeing men like George Floyd killed in the manner that he was in such an unjust way, pleading that he can't breathe and not being allowed to get up and eventually dying. I'm tired of the endless discussions that need to take place about racism in this country. I can't, I can't think of anything, frankly, more antithetical to the gospel than racism, especially on this Pentecost Sunday in which God empowers his disciples to speak multiple different language to people from, uh, languages to people from all over the known world at the time in order to bring them the message of grace and forgiveness and mercy. I just can't think of anything that would be more antithetical to that than to look at these different, uh, to look at people of different races and ethnicities and treat them as less than. I'm tired of that. I, I'm, I'm tired. And so I got up at two in the morning last night after all of the news of what was going on and I, I couldn't go back to bed and I started digging into the scriptures because I kept on thinking, what, what does a tired Christian do with all this stuff? And I came to Psalm 6. It's not long, but, but it sort of gives, us, gives me anyway a pattern for how to sort of process all of the things that we're feeling this frustration with. It's a Psalm of David. He writes, O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Do you hear the tone of David's voice here? David begins, first of all, the way we should all begin as we approach God's throne, with a, with a spirit of repentance. Does rebuke me not in your anger? It, it's as if David is saying at the beginning, I know that I'm not worthy to even bring my complaints to you and my laments to you. And I know that I don't deserve your mercy. I know that, but I'm tired. My bones are troubled. My soul is greatly troubled. And I have nowhere else to go, God. So be gracious to me. I'm languishing here. How long, God? I think that has been my constant thought throughout all of this as we've endured, whether it be the effects of the coronavirus or whether it be the unrest that we're seeing this week. 
How long, how long, O Lord, before you bring some restoration? David has the same cry. And so he says in verse 4 of Psalm 6, Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who will give you praise? David recognizes in the midst of his how long that his only hope, his only plea, is to turn to the Lord for deliverance. So save me for the sake of your steadfast love. I know that even though I'm not worthy of it, God, I know that your love for me is steadfast, even if I'm not seeing it right now, even if I'm not feeling it right now, even if I'm not experiencing it right now. I know that that's true because your love is unshakable toward me. That's what your word promises me. And so I'm going to hang my hat on that, but I'm hanging it on that even still saying how long until restoration comes? How long until you finally restore this world to what it was back in Eden? How long, O Lord? I am weary with my moaning, David says. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. Indeed, I, I can't say that I have uh, uh, drenched my couch with weeping. Um, but maybe some of you have. And maybe if you haven't done that outwardly, you have definitely been brought to points in which you just feel hopeless. I know there are so many that are out protesting right now in good faith with a genuine desire to see the, the wrongs be made right. And they are indeed echoing these words of David. I'm, I'm so tired. I'm weary with moaning. How long, O oh Lord? And so David, as he sort of hinges everything on the steadfast love of the Lord in the midst of his how longs, will end up saying in almost triumphant expectation, Depart from me, all you workers of evil, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. Indeed, in the final analysis, our hope is that the Lord does hear our plea, does hear our how longs, and does answer those pleas. We know he does. The, the author of Hebrews invites us to rush to the throne of his grace to come boldly to that throne. In a time of pandemic, in a time of riots sweeping across the country, in a time where we see injustice on the front pages and on our screens, what else can we do, Christian? What else can we do but cry out for mercy and plead with hopeful expectation that God is hearing our prayers? We know he is. Jesus promised he would. And so David says in the end, all my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. Well, you know who our enemies are. We, we want to think that it's, it's them out there. It's this guy or that guy or this person or that person. 
But what does the Apostle Paul say the Christian's enemies actually are? It's the principalities and the powers. It's the, it's the satanic realm. It's these spiritual forces of darkness constantly working against us. And so what ultimately are we praying against as we come to God saying, how long, O Lord? We are praying for that day when finally God vanquishes evil and brings true justice back where he brings heaven down to earth, where our pleas in the Lord's prayer for his kingdom to come finally, finally, and for all time are fulfilled forever and ever for those who trust in Jesus Christ. And so Christian, if you're like me and you're just sort of tired right now, hinge your hope on that. That God is hearing our pleas. He is hearing our prayers. And he is still working, even now, to bring about redemption and restoration to his world. It's a promise. We know the end of the story. And he's the victor. One day, one day, the good shall be restored. I don't have anything else to say and I don't have anything else to give you but what God's word says today and I hope, I hope that you find some hope in it as we plead on our neighbor's behalf, on our family's behalf, on our world's behalf to the throne of God's grace. God bless.